Hello and welcome back to Flash Knockdown Series 2. It's episode 4. I'm your host, Jamie Ward, joined as always by producer Scott Hamilton. And here's what we have coming up for you all on today's show. He's already won British and Commonwealth. Felix Cash goes for European glory next. He joins us to talk all things April 1st. Recent recruit to the Matchroom Stable. Decorated amateur turned 6 no pro. Peter McGrail is under the spotlight this week. YouTuber, now unbeaten misfit Southpaw. Salt Pappy joins us to review the best things to happen in boxing last week. He's currently on the sidelines, but it won't be long until Kevin Ajarko returns. He stays busy with our alias apron challenge. Jordan Thompson and Luke Watkins is sure to be lively. Both men join us on the airwaves together. That's coming up on The Ink Is Dry. Great show coming up. Don't go anywhere. Felix Cash, how are you, sir? Not too bad, yourself? Very well, very well. Uh, Good to see you. I just said to you before we started there that you're looking well. You're looking trim. You won't mind me saying this. I remember when we caught up, I think it was the second fight camp. You were down here as, as a fan. And I think it was amidst the the difficult part of, of your, your life and your career that you've gone through over the last couple of years. And when you look back to that man who was down the bottom of the garden a couple of summers ago, to the man who sits here now, you know, on the brink of a European title fight, looking in great condition, just done his hill sprints this morning. How have things changed for you? Oh, I've changed massively. Uh, you know, I've, I've, as you can say yourself, Jamie. Obviously, you, you see me in the state I was in. Really, you know, I think I was about fourteen stone and uh, touching fourteen stone. And uh, you know, I wasn't in a good place mentally and uh, not not living the life. Kept myself in shape since since the tenth of December. You know, even though I weren't a good performance, but you know, it was a bit of a wake up call for me. So get uh, and again, so I'm in a bit, even a better place now. And uh, I know last year was meant to be the year that you were gonna push on and it started like that you had a very tough fight but you came through it was an emotional night for you and then a bit of time off obviously you you had to pull out for a fight through illness didn't you and then you had that fight at the end of the year but you feel heading into 2023 has there been a shift in mentality because you've said to me as well before off camera that you know you feel you really need to put in a big performance in this fight in April last year never went when it's planned and you know obviously had that hard fight against Melville I think um you know got the win there and, um, you know, I thought I'm back now, you know, got myself back in shape, got through things mentally. And I thought this is this is this is a year now to push on. But uh, like you say, I got ill um, in one of the fights and obviously the Eubank, Eubank um, bank card and that the whole show got cancelled. So, you know, then again, I was like, am I going to be getting out, you know, before the end of the year? And, like you say, now, now, now I've got a bit, you know, a total fault. You're being told, um, you know, you know, I've, I've wanted it for a long time. So I'm, I'm pushing myself and training and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, get, get, getting, getting, a, getting a stoppage on, 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 on April 1st. So, you know, uh, I want a stoppage in this fight and I, I want to take him out and uh, I want to look good doing it. And, uh, you know, put everyone in the middleweight division back on notice that, you know, I'm the best middleweight in this country. Do you feel based on the last couple of performances? Because you've been very honest. You've said, look, oh, that wasn't my best performance. That wasn't my best performance. Do you, do you believe that, you know, the Felix Cash name has slipped a little bit from these middleweights? And like you say, is that why you feel so encouraged within yourself to, to make sure you deliver in April? Listen, like you say, one good performance in boxing. It's fickle, right? It's, it's fickle. fickle. You, 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 You're only you, as good as you lost. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you can have one good performance or you can go on a run with good performances and, you know, knocking everyone out and looking sensational. There's no sport like it, is there? Really, where where one win can, like you say, just change so much. Like it's... 
It's ruthless, it's, isn't it? It's ridiculous. Even even people can lose a couple of fights and then you know maybe be be an opponent for someone and you know put on a sensational performance and 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 beat the good guy. He's uh, he, he's the next best thing since last bread. So Matteo Signani then um, seasoned pro, but he's the champion after all, and you don't win a European title belt easily. So I'm sure. As a name, tell us why he's someone that you're not overlooking and, and someone you're training very hard for. Listen, he's uh, I train hard. You know, you got to train hard for every fight, but you know, he's uh, he's seasoned. He's tough. He's you know, he's he's he's, he's been about at, 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 you know at a European level for a long time. I think yeah, I think he's won it three times. It's a big opportunity for him to you know maybe get a win off me, and you never know. He he, he could be on the brink of getting a shot at a world title. So I think this would be his last chance to to, to maybe get a world title shot. So um, fighting me, so. It's going to be tough, but you know I need to be putting a good performance on, and I need I need I, I need to be pushing on, and I need to look good. And back on the AJ card at the O2, um, fond memories of of the O2 arena for you, and, and good to be back. I'm sure. Listen, I've, I've, I think this is the fourth time we're boxing there. The old, there's nothing like the O2, especially when you know you got AJ top of the bill. You know it's going to be a packed out arena. From a fighter's perspective, Felix. Um, Anthony Joshua, someone that obviously you've known well over the years from from being down the gym with Tony. What, what does he? need to do, do you believe, in, in this fight? You've obviously said that you're targeting a, a statement performance, you want to win this fight inside the distance, get everyone talking about Felix Cash again. Like you were just saying, a fickle sport, AJ's the man, he seems at the moment in a lot of ways, he can't put a foot right, no matter what he says, no matter what he does, people are, are jumping on him. Do you feel like he needs to, to win in style? And, and if he does do that, do you believe he'll be, he'll be back on the lips again? Listen, he needs, he needs to knock him out. He had, um, I generally believe he needs to go out there and he needs to really you know, put on a good performance and, you know, get a sensational stoppage because, like you say, with the Tyson Fury and Dante Wilder, you know, and obviously Usyk, he needs he needs to knock this guy out because obviously White went the distance with him. So if he can go out there and get a stoppage and, uh, and you know, and look good doing it, then he's right back up there, right back up there with, you know, with the lights of the other ones to, to, to get back in one of the, get back in with one of them. Yeah, I totally agree. <clears throat> one thing I just want to ask you about, Felix, is uh, as a fighting man that you are, a pure boxer, what did you make of uh, Jake Paul, Tommy Fury on the weekend? Listen, fair play to him at the end of the day, you know, listen, the millions, uh, you know, we can say what we want, but... We can say, you know, that Jake Paul ain't a proper boxer or whatever. But listen, it's entertainment. Any, anyone that don't know boxing, unless you're a proper boxing fan or box, no boxing in and out, there's two fellas going out in the ring and having a fight. And, uh, you, you know, you put you put two not as good people in the ring and they're swinging at each other. You know, it's entertaining. People are going to watch them. And, you know, the, chat, the, the build-up to the fights are always good because they're chatting so much shit. So... <laughs> <laughs> It's, uh, you know, it's entertainment. It's entertainment sport. It's entertainment business, isn't it? And uh, like you say, they've, they've, they've done good business, isn't they? So you don't find it insulting as a fighter? It's not nice because you think in your own mind, the amount of years and hard work we put in and, and the money they're getting, um, you know, compared to, you know, most boxers. So you think in the back of your head, oh, look, it's fucking ridiculous. But at the end of the day, you fair play to them. You can't, you can't knock them for that. And uh, they're, they're trying to do the best in, in their life and earn as much money as they can, and, and they're doing it. So it's got fair play to them. The thing about this year, Felix, obviously, we always look ahead to always the, the next fight, but for the year, it's always a, a bigger aspect, isn't it, on it, heading into 2023. Ammo Williams, obviously, you two had that, that very well-viewed collision ringside. Yeah, yeah, how, went, how many numbers did that went do? very well, yeah. Six figures easy in the end. It went very viral. It was very uh, topical at the time. What was it you called him? 
Super jackass. <laughs> <laughs> could have to get that in. Could have inserted that. Yeah, should have. Should have. But uh, I guess he's ultimately still on your radar once you get past this fight. Listen, one fight at a time. But um, I, uh, you know, I've, I've I've agreed to fight him afterwards in the summer. So, you know, I think that'd be entertaining for people. You know, and the build up to that fight should be entertaining. Um, you know, and then people can watch me knock him out afterwards. So it'll be good. You mentioned one fight at a time there, Felix, but it's um, just been ordered by the WBO that Yannick has been ordered to fight Liam Smith. Now, if Liam Smith fights Eubank in a rematch, it could potentially open the door for you. Have you thought about that? And would you consider that? Yeah, I'll definitely fight him. Um, you know, like you say, Denzel Bentley put up a good fight against him. And, uh, you know, I believe, you know, if, if the same geezer, um, if he turns up like he did against Denzel Bentley, um, I'll get him out of there because I'll be pressing a fight from round one. And, uh, you know, he looked he looked a bit tired in the end. Yeah. Um, you know, he, 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 was doing well in the last few rounds, winning a couple of rounds. So I generally believe I'd, um, I'll, I'll, I'll beat him. You ranked number four, I think, aren't you, with the WBO? So yeah, right, right on the cusp now. Yeah, listen, get a win here um, on, a, on April 1st. You know, I think the doors will open up. Uh, you bank beefy if that rematch does happen. Um, how do you see that going? Same way? I think it goes the same way, to be honest. I don't know if it'll be as early um, as it was, but to be honest with you, I've never really waited Eubank. Um, you know, I've done loads of rounds with him about four, about five years ago. Um, you know, I know I'm in and out, and to be honest with you, you know, I, I, was, I was dying for that fight because I spoke to Tony on a number of occasions and said, you know, I'm, I'm all wrong for him, completely all wrong for him. And I, and I, and I believe I would have got him out in the same fashion. Final message from you, Felix, is I remember I said to you after the Madiev fight, I was like, have things changed for you now? And you said, my mindset is still to go in there and, and take someone's head clean off. Is that still the message heading into to April 1st? Definitely. It's, it's a brutal sport and uh, he, he, he's two men going in there. He's going to be trying to take my head off too. So, no, but I definitely, listen, I'll be going in there and in every fight. I'll, I'll go in there and I'll try to try to perform and, and uh, put on a good fight for the fans. And uh, and that's my plan. Nothing's changed. I'm going in there on uh, April 1st and I'll, I'll be uh, I'll be trying to take Signe Aungi out. Well, Felix Cash, Matteo Signani, European middleweight title, April 1st, of course, on the Anthony Joshua Jermaine Franklin undercard, live on the zone. Felix, great to see you smiling, looking in great shape, and we look forward to seeing you do your thing on April 1st. Well, Kevin Ajarko joins us now. Kevin, first of all, how are you? Long time no speak. We've been catching up over the weekend, obviously, a, a pair of Celtic fans on the podcast. Good result for us in the cup final. Yeah, great result for us in the cup final. Um... But yeah, no, I'm keeping well. Obviously, as you as you know, I've been out injured um, since October, so just recovering from getting surgery and, and recovery's going well and stuff. So yeah, I'm, I'm all good and um, training away. Well, how is the uh, how is the rehab going? What's the the latest you can tell us? Yeah, it's going well. Um, I got surgery about four four five weeks ago, so I'm I'm out of a cast. I'm in a splint at the splint at the moment, and um, it's starting to get a bit bit of movement into my thumb. Um, that's where I had surgery, so. Getting a bit of movement into it, and um, I think I'm just splint on for another week or two, and then I can take it off and start um, kind of strengthening it and stuff like that. So everything's going well. I'm healing up, healing up nicely. Well, I know how ambitious you are, and I've seen from your social media you're still very much in the gym, like you say, doing a uh, doing your cardio work, getting your fitness work in, and, and and staying in shape for as and when you can start punching again. Yeah, that's it. No, listen, I'm, I'm a professional athlete, so no matter what, it's it's my job to train, it's my job to stay in shape. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm still doing what I can. Obviously, it's hard. It's frustrating not being able to do boxing sessions. Um, 
or spar or, or when you go from doing that every single day to not at all for months, it, it is very frustrating. But I'm still in the gym lifting weights, doing my doing my runs and stuff like that, and and try, just trying to stay as fit as possible. Well, I just wanted to ask you about that, actually, Kevin, because I suppose with boxing, it's a, a very individual sport. You know, although you have a good team around you and a good circle, ultimately, if you are injured, you know, it does put you a, a red light at the crossroads, so to speak. How do you deal with that for someone who has, is as ambitious as you are? How do you um, how do you deal with, with being stuck in your tracks for the time being? And mentally, it must be quite challenging for you at times. Yeah, mentally, it's, it's very challenging. It's very tough. Um, you know what I mean? I, I've... I've said before, I think on an interview that it's one on one draw. I'm seeing everyone do well, like my, my teammates, my teammates, and selfishly, I'm a, I'm a bit jealous. Not not in a like in a kind of malicious way, but I'm jealous because I want to be in the mix with them, and I want to be in the gym training with them, and, and sharing the success with them, and and them with me as well. And it is very me- mentally challenging to try to stay positive, and not go off the rails, or um, fly up 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 the weights and and stuff like that, but. I know, I know that this is just a minor setback um, for a bigger comeback, and I want to put myself in a position that when I am ready, that I'm I'm two steps ahead um, to to go into a big fight or um, to go into a, a fight and just keep positive. Well, I was up in the gym uh, at the end of last week with with Joe McNally, and we had a little chat about you. To be fair, and he said that since you walked in the door, um, everything has just clicked. And he said not only from from his perspective, but working with you, but from your perspective working with him. What can you tell us about the early relationship? Obviously, you've not had a chance, have you, to, to, to fight under the lights with Joe in your corner just yet. But what, what can you tell us about how that relationship's been for you and, and how refreshing it's been as well, starting this new chapter in Liverpool? No, it's been, it's un, it's been unbelievable since I've, I've joined the Rotunda Gym with, with Joe and um, Declan. I, I just feel like I'm back at school learning again and, and I love it. I'm somebody who, who lives and breathes boxing. It's, it's my whole life and it, it has been for a very long time and I'm somebody that like you said, I'm, I'm very ambitious. And I, I'm chasing them one percent every day. So this this new chapter in my career, it's like I'm I'm refreshed. It's like like I said, I'm I'm back at school learning again. Joe's got an unbelievable boxing brain. His boxing IQ is next to none. And um, I, I'm the exact same. I'm somebody that like I, I read in the fights. I read in the certain fighters and um, just having conversations with Joe about boxing, certain methods or tactics or whatever it may be, it's, it's fascinating for me. And we, like he said, we, we just clicked um, kind of personally. Our personalities are, are very similar and um, we've, we've clicked as kind of trainer, trainer fighter. And um, I, I love every minute that I'm, that I'm in the gym and um, I learn it every single day that, that I'm there. And it's, it's good to have a coach that has so much belief in my style and um, Joe really believes that I'm going to take over the 154 division and, and so do I. So to have a coach that, knows that he can add to my game and believe that I'm going to conquer this this division it's it's kind of a bit of a relief do you know what I mean because when you're, when you're joining a new gym you're trying to get to know somebody you're, you've got to know if they really believe in you or if they believe in kind of your, your ambitions and stuff like that so everything's went well with Joe and, and Declan and I couldn't be happier Well Joe said to me when you're talking about then believing in you, he said, believe me, Jamie, Keevan can fight like beep. I'll leave out the expletive, but he's, <laughs> he, he certainly believes in you, mate. And I guess when you look at the environment in the gym, the likes of Liam Smith, Callum Smith, obviously back from the States preparing for his fight uh, next weekend. I mean, that's rolled around quick. And, and Josh Taylor as well. For you, you, you talk about being at school every day, learning every day. And also, from a mental perspective, when, when you think about these fighters in the gym with you, I guess, look, on the face of it, you're not the top dog in the gym. 
right now. Has that also been refreshing in, in terms of just keeping you aware of where you're at right now and, and what you need to do to get to the level where these guys are at? Yeah, we're very doubtless. And it's, it's unbelievable to train with world champions, former world champions, people that's been there, done it, and, and are still at the top of the sport. You know what I mean? I'm, you, you can't buy that kind of experience, being able to see them spar or get little tips off them. And, and it's good to be able to be in a gym where I've got people that's been there and done it, that they've, they've wore the T-shirt and um, I can look up to them and, and get advice off them and or kind of just want, want to achieve what they've achieved in the sport. You know what I mean? When you, you hang around with 10 clowns, you'll become 11. So you hang around 10 champions, you become the 11 champions. You know what I mean? So it's good to have people in, in the gym that's been there and done it. What's the old phrase? Success breeds success. That's it. Success breeds success. You know what I mean? So um, Rotunda's gym is a very, very successful gym. Even you've got the likes of like Tony Bellew that comes in. Um, you've got the this, this Smith brothers, Paul and Stephen that, that still float about the gym and stuff like that. Jamie Carragher Jamie as well. Carragher. Yeah. yeah, Jimmy <laughs> Carragher. Like I walk, one of my first sessions, I walked in the team room. I'm, that's not a United fan, but walked in the team room and Jamie Carragher's out getting changed, you know what I mean? And you're having a little chat with him and about boxing and stuff like that. So it's good, like I said, it's, it's unreal to have people in the gym that's been there and done it and they're passing on their knowledge. And I mean, I have, I have the Smith brothers, um, Paul and Stephen, watch me spar and, I'll come out of the come out of the ring. They'll be giving me little tips, and just it's that third eye that that can make the difference. So yeah, it's great to be in a gym that's very successful and success breeds success. And I hope that I, I I can become a big part of Liverpool City and win titles for that for Joe and Declan. I think you just said you're a United fan there, Kevin. That's you booted out the Celtic Supporters Club anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I'm a United Celtic fan. We'll <laughs> Mind you, Jamie, you've got about nine teams, mate. So I'm not having that. We're, 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 we're cutting that bit out 100%. Um, Kevin, we look forward to seeing you back. Uh, best of luck in the rehab. We do move on now to the business part of this chat, which is the quite terribly named Alias Apron Challenge. Producer Scott will pull out a few names, uh, fighters' names from underneath the Alias Apron. I cringe every time I read this out. Uh, underneath the Alias Apron, you basically have 30 seconds to name as many correct answers as you can. The winner at the end of the series will receive a charity donation of their choice. Um, you've been involved in big fights, Kevin. I always say this to the guests on the show. We had Sky Nicholson on last week. How are your nerves heading into this? Because it's pressure, right? 30 seconds. It is pressure. 30 seconds to name what is it? The their boxing names? Their nicknames. So you'll, you'll hear the fighter's name. And oh, then you, other way around. Okay. Oh, sorry. No, other way around. You'll hear, you'll hear the nickname and you've got to say right, who, okay. who, who the nickname belongs to. And you can skip. Right, if, you, okay. if you get stuck, you can skip and we go on to the next one. Here we go. We'll start the <laughs> clock in three, two, one, go. First one's Pasmanian Devil. Oh, uh, Costa Zoo? Nope. Oh, um, Want to skip? Skip. The Celtic Warrior. Steve, uh, yep. Steve Collins, Steve Collins, sorry, Steve Collins. Uh, the Hawk. The Hawk, um, this is no fighter. Correct. Skip. Beast from the Skip. East. Anthony Ard. I'll give you that, I'll give you that. Oh, it's hard. I'll give you that. It's, it wasn't uh, who, who, wasn't who I was thinking of, but he has been referred to as that, so we'll give you that on the bell. And actually, what we've done with uh, the previous guests on this, we've actually given you a bonus because uh, of the time and stuff. So let me pluck one out from underneath the alias apron uh, to see if you can get up to three. Let's go with the ghost. The ghost? <laughs> I don't know any oh, of these. <laughs> Jesus Christ, the ghost. Um, I'm not going to have a clue who that is. Well, I think we'll call it there. I think, to be fair, you probably ended up in second spot, though. It's not too bad. We're, we're going to have to go to the uh, judges' scorecards. Um, 
And is it two? <laughs> is two the one that's that's in? Scott? Correct, yes. So, Keevan, you scored two. Uh, 30 seconds, you got two right. I, I mean, mate, come on. That's terrible. And do you know what it is? I know who the hawk is. It's an old fighter. It's, um, he was a middleweight or... Is yep. it Julius? Julius? Aaron Pryor. No. Aaron, Aaron Pryor. Aaron Pryor. Um, yeah, do you know what? On the spot, that's terrible for me. <laughs> Absolutely terrible. I, I thought it was not bad. Not bad. Great to catch up. We look forward to, uh, to hearing from you very soon. And um, big fights ahead for you this year, my friend. Good to, good to speak to you. How are you, mate? I'm all right, mate. We just started recording and I can hear in the background our old friend... Groundskeeper Willie, he's back. So if you can hear the noise, he's always up to something, isn't he, Willie? Maybe he's a fan of the pod and he wants to earwig. <laughs> he's at the window, getting, there, getting a little exclusive, maybe. Uh, maybe filming filming on his phones, yeah, trying to get a little exclusive window out. But um, we're back. Big week coming up in Mexico. Uh, I think some of the team flew over, didn't they, at the start of this week in Culiacan? Angel Fierro, Eduardo Estay, alive on the zone. Fierro ranked five. With the WBO and, and then Mexican cards. I think I saw a few comments on social media. Always well matched, always pretty lively, so worth watching. Yeah, I think you just hit the nail on the head there, to be fair. I went over for the last one. I know you've been over for a couple as well. I think the, the key element there is the well matched angle. It's a chance to break out, and you know, I've spoken to Eddie about this before. Almost a launch pad for, for some guys to maybe get on some of the American shows. Like you mentioned, Fierro's ranked number five of the WBO. I'm guessing at some point there will be a a vacant title of sorts that crops up, so he wants to be in a position to fight for a for a world title. Obviously, we've got our own interests over this side as well uh, in the division. So it's yeah, it's interesting to see if he comes through where he goes next. Been twice, terrible food poisoning. Twice, zero and two in Mexico. I am. So you're not going back? <sighs> not if I have to. Yeah, let's see what, what's. I mean, going not up. if I don't have to. Well, you, you never know what's coming up. You never know. There's a couple of rumours, isn't there, about Canelo and Ryder? So well, yeah. Is that you officially out if if that happens? I'll bring a packed lunch. <laughs> <laughs> um, we can't go anywhere, really, can we? We're not talking about whatever you want to call it. Marmite polarizing. Everyone watched it. I mean, I was looking at social media, and everyone was talking about it from top to bottom of my my. Instagram, Twitter feeds, everyone was talking about Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury. So I was getting a train back on Sunday morning. I went to a gig in Manchester Saturday night, got a train back uh, early for, for the Spurs game. On the train back was full of Man United fans, but in my carriage I heard three different conversations, people talking about that fight. Uh, and actually one of them, was only two lads, I sort of spun around and sort of said, oh, do you mind if I sort of talk to you about this fight? I was like, well, you know, what, what intrigues you about this? Are you boxing fans? And neither of them were. It was like, we'd just been grasped by the whole Jake Paul sort of angle. So, yeah, like you say, it certainly grabbed the attention far and wide of, of everyone, really. I was going to say sports fans there, but I think it crossed over further than that. Groundskeeper Willie's really laying it on thick outside now. So sorry if you can't hear any bit of interference there. But it's, it's interesting what you say, because my mum and dad were the same. You know, my dad and, and my mum as well follow everything that, that we do, obviously, on the zone, hoping to sort of see me walking around in the, in the background. Obviously, you know, they're, they're just keen to keep an interest in boxing because it's the field that their son works in. But I don't think, it's the worry that I don't think they really knew what Jake Paul, Tommy Fury was. I don't know whether they thought it was a world title fight. Yeah. But they were like, oh, we've got to watch the fight later. Do you know what channel yeah, the boxing yeah. on? Is sp- that a worry, though? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it is, actually, because it kind of dilutes maybe the quality. Uh, somewhat we obviously spoke to, to Felix earlier as well and it was interesting to get his input on that I think from the outside looking in and you know I'm sure you had the same and many of our listeners will have the same as well you had random mates who you don't really speak to all that often were, were just sort of texting to, to get your gauge on it and I, I wasn't too comfortable with watching it but I think I mentioned last week you know I was going to watch it regardless and 
shame it went on so late in the end. I thought it was going to be an earlier than that. Yeah, I know. So I know. I feel, a bit, I feel a bit rough it Monday morning. Knackered, yeah. But like when you say like, it's almost like for the, for the older generation, like the lines between the two have yeah, come a bit blurred. blurred. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Especially with the whole WBC thing and the fact he's walking around with a WBC Diria title when he's coming through mm. customs at the airport. Well, it was, um, do I say entertaining fight? It was scrappy. Um, the, draw, mean, the draw nearly come in. I've, it was oh. exactly, the fight went pretty much exactly how I thought it was going to go. I've been I've been close, I think, to nailing a couple of predictions in the last few weeks, but also so very far away. Uh, but I did think that was going to be a draw, and I think once I once I heard one either way on the scorecards, I was like, "This is it." Yeah, come on, Buffer, don't let me down. But no, just a bit out. But f- congratulations to Tommy Fury. I know he was. Uh, it is what it is. You know, people have had a lot to say. Why is he crying? He's only beating a YouTuber. But at the end of the day. He's a young man, and there was a lot of pressure on him. Uh, I think he was carrying that. He was carrying the pride of boxing on his shoulders, and a lot of money as well, and a lot of money. So fair play to both of them. Yeah, really. yeah, look, I'm sure they'll do it again, and um, we'll have this circus all over again. And good win for Badu Jack. Yeah, three weight yeah, world champion. Somewhat surprised, to be fair. I think um, I think Macabu's inactivity was quite evident from the early rounds. It was his footwork was so slow. He just looked, yeah, he just looked a bit all over the place. To be honest with you, and. You know, fair play to Badu, who's a really nice guy. I've had the pleasure of meeting him a couple of times and you see by the social media um, sort of output the following day, you know, George Groves, someone who he's lost to, was, was tweeting saying congratulations. So I think that shows in a, in a way is, is a good guy to sport and congrats and hopefully one of the, the English-British guys get a shot. React Poor and, and Chris Bloom-Smith, I'm sure, will be dying to get there. Yeah, they'll be the queuing up. Yeah, I, think yeah. I, feel, I think I saw a, a few of them tweet, especially Chris was like, come on, give me the winner of this one. Yeah. I was saying that. Do you remember he had um, he had that very narrow win over that Popeye the Sailor fella on um, Usyk Joshua two? I wouldn't mind seeing that rematch, but I, I doubt he'll go anywhere near that. Who's that? Yeah, I can't think of his name. He was he's come out in like the the Sailor outfit. Do you remember? It was a very very close. Oh, decision. Buddy Jack, sorry. Yes, yeah, yeah, sorry. of course. Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah, you know, I wouldn't be against seeing that. To be fair, you know, at thirty nine. What's his drive now? Is it a bit of a cash out fight? And if if that's the case, then. Yeah, I'm sure our friends at Boxer down the road will be uh, getting their checkbook out to, to bring him over. I do just want to talk about one of uh, our colleagues who we work alongside quite a lot. Got the got the gig as being the, the live presenter in the ring, Radio Raheem. Obviously, we know him from Seconds Out Boxing, but the Love You Too man with, with Logan Paul was a bit of a stinker. That's going to stick with him now <laughs> for the rest of his career. But um, I think it'll end, it'll end up being good. Yeah, oh, I think yeah. when things like that happen, you know, when, especially when you've done nothing wrong, well, I've only done, a f- I think I've done uh, the interviews on the design broadcast for Before the Bell twice. I'm doing them again next week. So hopefully I've not jinxed myself and I'm going to do my own I Love You Man next weekend. But it's weird. When you start that interview, it's so different to doing a normal interview. Even though, you know, most interviews are one take, you know, they're designed to be one take and, and raw, as uh, Coogan Cassius would say, unedited, raw beef. But I think when, when you do those live interviews and you hear yourself on the PA, it is quite jarring and it does feel like the world has completely stopped around you. Yeah, it is, it's intense. So, like imagine, being, yeah. being, and, and I'm, but I'm not in vision either. So, you know, being in vision, a show of that magnitude in terms of the eyes that were on it, you know, I think we'll uh, we'll give Raheem the benefit of the doubt, will we? And ultimately, he'll probably come off, he'll copyright the catchphrase, do the t shirts off. So, he'll, he'll come out of here, right? I love you too, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll go back to Liverpool. Of course, next weekend, I can't believe I keep saying it on this show how quickly that has rolled around, caught up with Callum Smith. 
last week, banking some rounds with Jack Cullen. It was a good spar, actually. I just saw a little clip in the office, actually. One of the guys was just going through some footage to maybe release on social. Looked, um, yeah, it looked explosive, both men landing. But that's what you want, I guess. You know, what's the point of having a spar where it's pretty one-way traffic? You want someone who's at a very similar level to you fitness-wise, and Jack Cullen is just all action. So I'm sure it was a... Fascinating to watch up close and personal. Yeah, it was good. I mean, obviously for Jack Cullen, preparing for someone like Diego Pacheco, Callum Smith in terms of frame and, and size is not far from from being ideal, I suppose. And Jack's bang up for this. You know, no doubt people will have Pacheco as a favourite heading into this fight. They'll probably see this as you know a, a gatekeeper type fight to to the bigger names in uh, in the 168 pound division. But for Jack Cullen. This is a lottery fight for him. I mean, if he can beat one of the highest rated prospects on our roster, without doubt, Diego Pacheco. Where does that leave him? Well, bang in line for a, an even bigger fight. There you um, go. I always get the impression with Jack, he doesn't actually care who he fights. You know, you, you often hear people saying, you know, I'll fight anyone. And it could be a bit of a front. With Jack, I totally believe him. He's a bit old school, you know, has gloves, will travel, will just get in the ring and just leave it all on the line. So, yeah, I'm very intrigued with that fight because if Diego is as good as we think he is, he should be dealing with someone like Jack Cullum with all due respect. But at the same time, you know, Diego's not fought someone who would stand and, and give it back. So, yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued by this one. Well, he said, I'm going to bring him into deep waters than he's ever been before. So I guess we will find out if Diego Pacheco can swim in that fight. It's looking like, uh, just in other news, that Sandy Ryan is going to get a world title fight. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, unbeaten Canadian Mary Huell um, is in line for the vacant WBO welterweight world title. So Sandy going up and wait. Jessica McCaskill obviously had obligations and whatnot with one or two of her belts and, and that belt has been freed up. So a great opportunity for Sandy to to leak back in. Uh, I think the last couple of fights, she's really found her way into maybe just Sandy Ryan, found herself a little bit. You know, she obviously had the defeat and maybe went off track a little bit, but seems very content with, with how things are going at the minute. So yeah, intrigued by that. Uh, an unbeaten talent in the opposite corner. It should be a good fight in Cardiff on the Cordina on the card. I think when you look at the girls, you know, a lot of the belts tend to be tied up by one champion. Um, I think there's a few undisputed champions, isn't there now? So what one thing I do admire is they're not... They're not afraid to, to jump through the weights and we've seen that obviously with Terry Harper and, and now with Sandy as well yeah and I guess on the flip side of that let's be honest the talent pool isn't quite there yet I think you know as time progresses in the next couple of years it will fill out somewhat but yeah at the minute there is a bit of a golfing class so that's probably one of the reasons they have to jump in unify and then become undisputed to get those money fights rather than just fighting you know below average opposition so I think that's um, something to be transparent about but yeah it'd be interesting to see if Sandy comes through not 100% sure the obligations with McCaskill if she's got one or two of the other belts, but I guess that could be a, an interesting fight down the line. One thing we have to talk about, of course, by the time this podcast does go out to the world, some bad news involving Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano is that the fight is off. Yeah, yeah, it's a um, bit of a sickener, isn't it? The uh, fight of that magnitude. Got it, got we've, it. we've been looking forward to it for, for so long. Um, but not everything's always plain sailing in this uh, in this game, and your injuries do occur. So we hope uh, Amanda can recover quickly, and hopefully there's a, a rescheduled date in the diary sooner rather than later. And I'm hoping, obviously, and again, this this might all have changed by the podcast uh, release date time. But hopefully, they then get someone in for Katie. You know, we were sort of all joking around in the office playing matchmaker, talking about a few names who, who could be in the frame. I know Chantel Cameron certainly would want to throw her name into that hat. It's a fight she's talked about for a very long time. So fingers crossed. Dublin could still happen, I guess. Yeah, I suppose it's a bit early to say as we stand here and record, like you, you just mentioned, this this will be going out on, on delay somewhat. So, yeah, fingers crossed, or maybe they just do it in June, July, August, something like that. Well, Peter McGrail, welcome to the show. Great to have you on. You made your debut, of course, on a Matchroom show in October 2021, it was, I believe, and 
you've signed a long-term deal, you're back on board, matchroom stable, moving forward. How does that feel and how does that sound? Yeah, it's great. You know, uh, Jamie, it's exciting. I, uh, as you said, I've my debut and uh, I had my second fight as well on a uh, on a Conor Ben card. It was they give me a little taste of what's to come. You know what I mean? And uh, before I know it, it'll be it'll be it'll be my shows. Uh, I'll be I'll be the one headlining at the Echo. So it's all uh, it's all good times and exciting times, and I'm just ready to, ready to uh, get going. And on of course, like on your preparation for. Next weekend, of course, that's rolled around so quickly. But obviously, since the, the news broke <coughs> halfway through your camp, I guess, that, that you were had signed with Matchroom, have you had a, a bit more of a spring in your step heading into this fight next weekend? Yeah, yeah, it's been... Um, we, we, in our gym, like, obviously, I've got um, I've got my brother. We don't really spar much. I've got uh, Nick Ball, uh, Andrew Kane, Bradley Strand. So we're all, like, super bantam feathers. So and we always have a little, we'll have a little spar with each other. So we're always ready in the gym anyway, just to, to, to spar on the next level, do you know what I mean? So we were sort of, sort of already half, half had, our, had our eye on that bill anyway, but it was nice, nice the other day to, to get it fully confirmed and get, get the contact signed, get it locked in and, and it's just all, all systems going now. We had it to build there. Pete, just to go off at a slight uh, tangent there, you mentioned the name Nick Ball. How good is Nick Ball? Because he seems a, seems a right handful from what I've seen. Yeah, he is. He's, he's a very... Uh, very quality, explosive fighter. Do you know what I mean? And people think he's people look at him. He, I've got loads of people around the pool saying he's a beast. He's a beast, and I'm saying yeah, he's a beast. He's a beast. But not only that, he, he's a very good boxer. Do you know what I mean? He's very clever in the ring. Like but when you sparring him, and that it's it's, it's very good rounds. It's um, you you're sometimes on the outside boxing, and sometimes you end up on the inside where. It's it's tough because he's, he's he's a very strong fighter, but good sparring in the gym. Like, we're well, very much a product, Pete, of the the Everton Red Triangle Gym, of course. Just talk to us about that setup for you. I believe that some of the guys from Matchroom came and filmed down with you. I think ahead of your professional debut down there. Why why is that place still remain home for you, Pete? Yeah, it's um, I've never knew nothing else really. Like me, me, me coach Paul now and and, and me coach Anthony. Uh, me and Anthony joined the gym when we were ten, and uh, Anthony we, we both come up. And then Andrew joined, Andrew Payne joined uh, a little bit after us. But we were all 10. And then me, me, me little brother joined when he was seven. And we just don't know nothing else. Paul, Paul's like a, a bit of like a fatherly figure to which you know what I mean? We've all got proper respect for him in the gym. We all listen to him. We learn off him every day. And uh, obviously, I know I know I train box for Great Britain for, for, for years. So I used to train in the gym in Chef. But like, I just couldn't imagine being in no other gym apart from, apart from our gym. It's just like, don't know how to, I don't know how to explain it. It's just as as I said, I've been there since I was ten. My brother's been been there since he was seven. So it's like it's like another little family for us, isn't it? We often speak about the the role that these boxing clubs play in the community. Of course, it, it's never a secret of of the impact it can have on young fighters' lives. And certainly, you're a great example of that. But in this area of Liverpool, where the gym is, why is it the heartbeat of the community there for for so many kids, Pete? It's just um, obviously we have the kids' class. That's Five o'clock on a Monday and five o'clock on a Friday, and uh, the, the kids just love it. You know what I mean? The, 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 the coaches that are in there, they, they just they just make the session brilliant for the kids. And obviously, that was me at one point when when I joined when I was ten, and and it's just mad to, to, to see them enjoying it whenever we go in there. But it's not just you've got our gym as well, but it's just box, boxing as a whole within within the vicinity of our gym. There's about I think there's about five gyms within like a two two mile radius. You know what I mean? And they're probably all, they're probably all quite full of kids and, and young young talent coming through. Do you know what I mean? I, I know like people say it, but Liverpool Liverpool's known as a fighting city. But whether it's boxing, whether it's MMA, there's, there's a lot of kids coming through now 
where it, where it is actually keeping them off the streets and that and and, and it's and it's good because it does if you put the work in then you get you get the rewards like what I've had over the years and and, and the rewards of some big nights that are going to be coming in the future. Well, when we speak to to fighters coming off obviously the the Olympic circuit, we talk to them about how quickly they want to be moved and and everyone tends to have a, a slightly different approach, a slightly different mindset when it comes to that. But in terms of your conversations you've had with Eddie and, and in terms of looking at this year and beyond, Pete, what's on the agenda for you? And you, you, we know you're not short of self-belief, but how quickly do you want to be moved through the ranks and, and start looking towards titles as well? Yeah, listen, I'm um, get me a title for this fight, get me a title for me next fight whenever that. Myself, personally, I, I get him in anyone. I've been in with some of the best fighters in the world on the amateur stage and uh, I will be eventually in the pro game. But the way, the way we do it in our gym is... Uh, that gets left down to Paul and Anthony and obviously being a team now, Matt Room, Eddie and that. And uh, I'd say I get him with anyone. I get him with, with well, a newbie and what a box in Japan, boxed on a newbie's card. He, he's moved up to Shikwanta Manny. I'd fight him. I'd fight him the next fight. But obviously, it's about getting there and getting the experience. But I'd, I reckon I'm going to be picking up some titles this year, whether it's on the domestic scene, whether it's on the international scene, start climbing the rankings. But I, I, I know it's coming now. I'll be turning 7 and all on um, March the 11th and then I, I don't think this one's going to be for the belt but we, we'll be looking to try and get the eight fight to some sort of title You mentioned there Pete about boxing on the Inoue Butler undercard uh, in Japan did you have uh, any demons that you had to sort of put to bed going in following the Olympics? <laughs> yeah I, I made a little joke about it saying uh, I've got unfinished business in Japan it's a different game I wouldn't say I had any demons I, I'd always I'd say it every time I must have said it thousands of times I'm always going to be gutted about the Olympics but uh, like when it when it when I first turned pro, I felt like everyone was going on about the Olympics, the Olympics, the Olympics. But I was just in the end, I was just thinking like, this is the pro game now. Do you know what I mean? I'm proud of everything I've done in the amateurs. I wouldn't say I had demons. I knew with, with, with like Paul and Anthony with me and working with them every day in the gym. Like it's just a different story. Do you know what I mean? Like it's different when 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 like when when you're with them, you, you like you feel like you're at home and that. Do you know what I mean? So it was. Um, Nah, it was just exciting. It was it was good to be fights on his card, and then he's moving up to Super Bantam. Bit of bit of a mad one because it's get a few Japanese people on me, and and then you never know in the future if he's still left Super Bantam and he's got a few belts when I when I get there. Then obviously we've seen him live, haven't we? And 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 and, and then we know what it's like in Japan if we have to go over there, or unless we bring him over here. But so it's a potential fight in the future. So it's a bit of a mad one the way I ended up on his bill. Like, do you want me to have a word with? Um... With Eddie Pete about getting a new way over for for the undercard, maybe of, of Smith's Yeah, Stepping. yeah, it can can do like, but it was you know what is it? Japan was sad. I get back over there like to, to bring to bring the belt belt back to these guys. He if he wins the match, super bantam like, but nah, it was it was a good experience. Yeah, well, it's amazing after only six fights. You know that speaks so much volumes of of your self belief. And you know some fighters will probably say this a bit tongue in cheek, but I think you one hundred percent mean what you are saying there about a new way, don't you? Yeah, definitely. I I understand that. Like, not the next fight, not the fight after. I've got to, you know, I've got to get experience in. But I, I believe I'm going to be a world champion. I, not just one weight. So, if he's the whoever's the champion at the time, then obviously I'm I'm, I'm going in there and I'm I'm trying to take them out. So, but yeah, it's uh, that that's I don't know. I don't know how far down the line that is. That as I said, that's down to Paul and Anthony. But it's uh, I think it was it was mad the way we ended up on his card and and then he moved up to Super Bantam because he's been thinking in the head like. I'm, I'm coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's fake, Pete. Everything happens for a reason. Peter McGrail versus New Way. Hopefully coming soon. Uh, Pete, great to catch exactly. up. We look forward to seeing you in your official matchroom debut next weekend. Um, we look forward to catching up next week 
in Liverpool. Don't miss Peter McGrail's return to Matchroom March the 11th from Liverpool live on Design Pete. Good to catch up. We'll speak soon. So, Pappy, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for coming on. How's life and, and how are you, sir, as well? Um, thank you, sir. Um, after the fight, I've just been uh, been back to the gym, grinding, um, focusing on my boxing skills. Um, yeah, man, that's all about it. It's no secret that Eddie Hearn's a big fan of yours. We're sure he's over the moon that we've managed to get you on the show today. Have the pair of you ever spoke? Because I believe there was some talk about you potentially turning professional in the future and, and you guys potentially working together. Has there been any conversations? I mean, he just DM me basically, like, you know, saying that, like, um, if I need, like, any boxing advice. Nothing, nothing really much. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I think I'll, I'm only 3-0. Um, I fought with Halal Ham which was 16 ounce. So that was pretty much a sparring session. Yeah. And then the other one is like 10 ounce. Um, I think I need more. I'm not going to rush things. And I think I, I need more experience, but I think um, I'm the most naturally um, talented and more, mo- mostly skilled like influencer boxer in the scene right now. So hopefully one day I can, I can make it into professional boxing and compete with professional boxers. Well, we're coming to talk about that. You talked about Eddie Hearn giving you advice as well. I saw on social media recently, you've had a little interaction with the legend Manny Pacquiao. Uh, what can you tell us about that and, and what that meant to you as well? I mean, Manny Pacquiao is my idol. Uh, I've been watching him since I was um, a little. Like I watch most, like all his fights. Um, um, I talk to his sons like um, sometimes. And um, yeah, he's my idol and I would like to have an exhibition much with Manny Pacquiao one day. And you've just signed a, a new deal with Misfits. What you just said there as well, Salt Pappy, do you believe the skill level that you have and what you've been able to show so far that you are the most skilled out of a lot of them and you're going to prove that? Yeah, I don't want, I, I don't really want to call myself the best yet. I just want to fight the biggest names, um, the people that says they're the best. So we can um, show the people who, who who's really the best, you know? And you're a great entertainer. It seems that you've got a massive smile on your face every time you're on the ramp, every yes, time you're um, in the ring as well. Uh, what does it mean yes, to sir, you, uh, you think? Like, um, I feel like when I, when I get in the ring, um, I, I, I change into something else. Like, you know, I become cocky, talk trash in the ring. And um, that's my fighting style. Big weekend just gone in terms of Jake Paul, Tommy Fury and how that was concerned. Now the dust has settled a little bit. How do you look back on on the fight and the, and the performances from both men as well? From what I've seen on, on Sunday night, um, Jake Paul, Tommy Fury, they, they, they don't look like elite boxers, you know? They, they, they're more like novice, like amateur, maybe like uh, with 10 fights, something like that. And uh, I feel like I'm more skilled than Jake Paul. Like um, comparing his fight with Tommy to my fight, I feel like I have a better footwork. Um, I didn't see any counter-punching from his fight. He didn't move his head, no jabs, no feints. So um, I don't know what he was doing. He didn't He didn't really do well on that fight. Did it go um, pretty much how you expected? Was there anything that surprised you from both men, do you think? I was expecting Tommy to knock him out from um, his boxing experience. I think he's been boxing since he was six. So. And that fight with Jake Paul, this is probably what you're going to be asked about for the next while, but... It- how would a fight go between the pair of you, do you think? You just said you weren't that impressed with him, but how would a fight go and, and why is that a fight you want as well? I think I can um, I can knock him out if we ever fight. And Tommy Fury? Yeah. 
Why is that? A, why is that a fight you want? You said as well you think you'll be the the YouTuber to beat him and do what Jake couldn't, right? Like um, you know, like Tommy, like Tommy Fury is probably like the best now because he he beat Jake Paul. But um, I think I can beat Tommy Fury as well from what I've seen. And KSI took to social media. He um had a bit of a laugh, poking some fun at, at Jake Paul. Obviously, they were set up to fight. Had he had he got past Tommy? Is 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 KSI the best in the UK at the moment, in your opinion, or is he also on the on the hit list? Um, he's also on my hit list. I don't think he's the best. Um, he needs to prove it, and um, the real challenge is me. So, Papi, then the, the final boss of Misfits is that? Is that how you describe yeah. yourself? I, I, like, like what I said um, from from before, like Jake Paul and KSI is not the final boss. I'm the final boss. Great stuff. We're just going to throw over to Scott now, who's got some some questions from the fans, if that's cool, and uh, we'll get stuck into them. So, over to you, Scott. Thanks, Jamie. Well, we've got a couple of um, suggestions from the fans this week to see what was the best thing to happen in boxing last week. Johnny Rishbridger says the best thing to happen in boxing last week was Tommy Fury saving boxing. Well, it's an interesting one. I think, um, obviously, that the boxing purists probably put a lot of faith in Tommy to beat Jake Paul and uh, keep the credibility of the sport as far as they were concerned alive. Can you see, Salt Pappy, why some of the hardcore boxing fans believe this new scene isn't particularly good for the sport. What's your take on that? I mean, with Tommy Fury's boxing experience, he should be able to beat Jake Paul. Like, Jake Paul only had, like, six um, fights and the uh, opponents he fought, they're not really, like, they're not really boxers. They're not, they, he fought a basketball player. And then the other guy is, um, what do you call it, like, um, grappler or anything like that. So, he hasn't really fought um, a fighter, you know, except for Anderson Silva and Tyron Woodley. So do you think what you guys are doing, you're bringing, you're bringing ice to the sport of boxing? Do you think yeah, yeah, especially before only adults watch boxing, now kids. Like, we all have fans that, like, support us. And, um, yeah, that's what's happening. Before adults, only the adults are watching this, now everybody. And do you think another big difference is that you guys, uh, when you put on a Misfit show, you know, the arena is, is pretty much full out from the first fight and you know, in professional fights. That doesn't tend to be the case. You know, people seem to be turning up for... The whole event would you agree with that as well yeah i agree with it because um you know with with all of us each um influencer they have their own fans you know most of them have millions of followers and um yeah just so basically all all um all boxing match is pretty much like um a main event actually sort of a bit of a, of a reverse from the first question um first shout a lot of people saying uh, Jake Paul daring to be great and risk it all was the best thing to happen in boxing last week. Do you think he's um, overall? Do you think he's come off uh, with with credit after all this, even in defeats, old puppy? Yeah, um, he de- he deserved a lot of respect after that fight. Um, he's a very tough um guy. Um, like I said, um, Tommy Fury um should have knocked him out, but uh, he didn't. It's because of Jake Paul toughness. It just his boxing skills wasn't like uh, on that level, you know. Great stuff, son, man. Well, it's great to hear your input. Um, as, as a man on that side of the fence, it's great to hear what you've got to say. Uh, just the final one from me. When can we expect to see you in the ring next and, and lighten up Misfits on the zone? Hopefully soon, in a couple of months, maybe May. Yeah, I want to I find one of the biggest names in the scene and hopefully um, we can make that happen. So, Papi, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Well, an intriguing cruiserweight matchup lands on April 22nd. Jordan, let me come to you first. What is it about Luke Watkins that excited you when the name 
Um, I mean, it's it's a domestic. It's a good domestic name. He's coming off the back of a win against a decent kid as well, so it just sets me up in in good stead. I think, and it and it looks even better on my record once I once I get the job done. So, I think it's a good match. Everyone knows his name. You know, he's fought some good guys on the British scene as well. So, it's a good gauger as well for other people to see where where I'm at in my career and where I've progressed and whatnot. So. I think it looks good on paper and, and we'll see what it looks like when we, when we get to April 22nd. How big of a, a step up are you doing this as, are you, in terms of your career and where you're at right now? He's operated at a higher level than myself. He's operated at a much higher level than any of my opponents. So I'm under no illusion. It's a, it's a step up, you know. He's, he's, had, he's coming off the back of a good win, you know, against the unbeaten guy, stopped him as well. So it's all, that all just makes it look better for me. Luke, for you, Jordan's talking about when he does the business. He's speaking it into existence. He's, why is this fight one you feel you need right now and what do you know about Jordan Thompson? Well, I was, I'm, I'm aware of Jordan you know, and what he's doing in the division. I respect what he's doing. I respect anyone out there that's just hustling, doing their thing. Where I believe, where I'm at, you know, these are the type of fights that I should be in for these type of titles. I'm pushing on, you know, I'm 10 years, I think, what about, almost 10 years deep in this as a pro. After the pandemic, things slowed down. However, I had a good win and now we're right back in the mix. And it's for me to go there, do my job, take the title and just continue moving forward. Have you been impressed by what you've seen? Do you think it is just hype? We know he was hurt in his last fight. He was put down. What were you able to, to take from that as well? This is boxing, man. You don't go swimming without getting wet. So, and we're big boys. It just, all, all, all that showed me is that Jordan can be hurt. But I think any man that steps in the ring can be hurt. So it's about discipline and making sure you have a good camp me having a good camp and me turning up and doing the job, getting a number of everyone on Jordan. Jordan, you admitted that you switched off in that fight with, with Duca. This is, of course, uh, your first fight with Tony Sims. No doubt you'll be you'll be eager to impress and show some of them improvements. Why can't you take your foot off the gas at any point in the 12 rounds in, in this fight against Luke? I'm going to pull you on that one. I think what was wrong in that fight is I never switched on. You know what I'm trying to say? I never switched on. I was... It was a it was a subpar performance. Um, I boxed within myself for, for various reasons, which I don't really am. I'm not going to go into. I'm not going to like over explain myself. But you know, but I boxed well within myself. Didn't really come out of second gear, in all honesty. Um, so for me, it's just making sure I prepare adequately, and you know, confidence comes from preparation. And believe me, I'm in a better place now already than I was for that for that last camp. So. Listen, man, it's all about the preparation. Preparation's key. And I just can't wait to, for eight weeks' time, let alone, like, I feel ready now. So eight weeks' time, it's going to be special, man. It's going to be special. I'm going to be in a good place, like, mentally, physically, spiritually. We're just going to go out there and just put on a show, just express myself and, and not box within myself. I think that's the main thing for me. In terms of defeat, it's never something that a fighter thinks about. But for you, Luke, I'll ask you this question. You know, you've got dreams. You want to win this belt. Why is... Defeat to Jordan Thompson, not something that's going to happen. And, and at this stage of your career, why do you think it's not an option for you either? I'm not really exploring defeat, if I'm being honest with you, Jamie. I'm aware that it can happen, but that's not what I'm exploring. You know, I'm, I'm exploring the win and what, what I do when I move forward with my career. And for you, Jordan, you want to be a world champion. You spoke very openly about that. Based on that, why are, are these the types of fights you have to be winning with flying colours then, in your opinion? It's all about challenging yourself. It's all about challenging yourself. Listen, there were after the last fight, like there were talks about, oh, do you wanna, do you wanna step down? You wanna take it down a level? You want a couple of fights to build yourself? But I was just like, this nonsense. Like that's not, that's not who I am as a person. That's not who I was raised to be. You know, what I'm trying to say I only want to level it up. 
And I do believe Luke is a step up from my last opponents, but I'll show what I'm about and I'll show how I'm preparing for this fight and, and I'll show like my true colours and I will shine on that on that night because you know what I'm saying, I believe I'm a superstar, I believe I'm destined for great things. You know, I'm trying to say like my family's a we're high achievers. So winning the IBF European belt, beautiful belt, great stepping stone, but a stepping stone it is. And yeah, I do firmly believe that I'll be world champion one day. And, and again, this is just another stepping stone in my career. In terms of this fight stylistically, I'll leave this somewhat as an open an open forum for the pair of you, Jordan. If you want to tell Luke what sort of fight you're expecting from him and, and tell the fans as well, when you two come together in the middle of that ring on April 22nd, seconds out round one, what sort of fight do you believe we can expect to see our end? I mean, listen, like for me, it's, I mean, I know what I bring to the table. I'm, I'm very assured with, with, with my capability and my potential and, and my attributes. And I think what we've been working on with Tony Sims, like it's just it's just maximising my, my attributes and it's going to be an explosive performance. Like I always touch on, artistic violence and it will be exactly that come April 22nd. Um, I think you will get the, the true definition of artistic violence. We'll be well prepared, well motivated, more motivated than ever, you know. I think, in all honesty, that last fight was was just, a, it's probably my biggest strength. You know what I'm trying to say? Like coming from that, it's just fuel to the fire, fuel to the fire and we're going to let that fire burn, but we're going to contain it come April 22nd. So, no, man, it's going to be special. I know what Luke brings to the table. He's tough, he's game, he's durable. You know what I'm trying to say? Um, he does quite a lot of things pretty good. Um, but I just think I'm that level above and I'm, I'm going to show that on, on April 22nd. Luke, if, um, if Jordan's predicting artistic violence, what's your own prediction in, in your own words? You can tell me, you can tell Jordan. How do you see this fight unfolding and, and how do you manifest <laughs> yourself winning as well? I'm going to put this fire out. You know, he's, 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 he said he's on fire or, or something along those lines. Forgive me if I can't remember verbatim, but I'm here to put this fire out. I'm here to win. I don't, I, I don't ever step out there to take part. I'm a winner. I'm a straight winner in life. And that's what I do. Um, and that's what I come to do to win this fight. You know, Jordan has the belief that he's been in there with, Sorry, he has the belief that he's a level above me, but he don't know he's a level above me. Whereas I know my level. I've been in there. I know what level I'm at. I know what level I operate at. Put me under the lights and I know what I do. Come fight night, then I'll let everything unfold. Jordan, no way these fires are being put out by Luke, Luke Watkins. What's your response to that? Listen, I got, I got no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. This, this is a fire that cannot be tamed. That's just a fact, you know. I'm trying to say, I, I respect him. He's got, he's got a me. I hope he's coming to win, you know. What I'm saying, I hope he's preparing well and I hope we get the best version of Luke Watkins because that's what's going to be. It's just it's what he's going to need to even be able to compete and even just 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 to compete in the fight. So, listen, man, it's going to be special. It'll be a special out and it'll be a special performance for myself. And um, I'm just looking forward to it, man. Looking forward to it, like I said. Is that what we're going to get, Luke? Will Jordan Thompson be expected and should be expected every day in the gym to be? Met with a man who's training harder than him and a man who's coming in there, the very best version of himself. Training harder than him. Um, I don't know how he's training. I'm not going to be obnoxious and say that I'm training harder than him. But I know I've got excellent minds around me in the terms of, you know, educated minds. We're training smart. We're training hard. And I don't do nothing half-hearted. I'm, I'm, I'm obsessive by nature. So I'm coming. I'm straight coming. Like there ain't no, I'm turning up half-hearted. He will see the best version of me. I will meet the best version of him. And we're going to go to war. I'm looking forward to it. Don't miss this fight. Thanks for coming on, boys. No worries, yeah, thanks for having Cheers, us. Jamie. Cheers, best. Don't forget to get your tickets, people. We appreciate make the support. Sure, sure. No doubt. 
Well, that was Flash Knockdown Series 2, Episode 4. Thanks, as always, to our listeners for listening. And thanks to our guests, Salt Pappy, Jordan Thompson, Luke Watkins, Kevin Ajarko, Peter McGrail, and Felix Cash. And thanks, as always, to my colleague, producer Scott Hamilton. Scott, final words? Pleasure. Uh, final words. Oh, don't miss our show from Mexico, Live in the Zone, this Saturday night. And we will be back from Liverpool next week. Lots of interesting guests lined up for that one. So as I always say, don't go anywhere and don't miss that one. We'll see you soon.